Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're at the playgrounds. Things were going great until Tarzan there. The screaming kids slammed into the other child, which has now resulted in more screaming and a bunch of crying. A whole lot of tears. Let's talk about the waterworks. Some of us are sniffly. Some of us are ugly criers. We know who we are. Why do we cry? Can you run out of tears? Are happy tears a thing? A good cry? I've got questions. Thank you for coming back. And if it's your first time here, hello. We also have happy episodes, although we really keep all of these light, so I'm not going to play like a bunch of sobbing people. We're just going to go through and figure out how this works. Thank you to Editor Cooper, because we actually found the world's foremost crying expert. For this. I'm uh, Professor Ad Vingerooch. I'm affiliated with the Department of Medical and Clinical Psychology of uh, Tilburg University. Which is in the Netherlands, and his book is Why Only Humans Weep. Crying does not receive much attention of uh, scientific researchers, but I think that in the past decades we have uh, made much progress. We'll get there, but first rewind through history some people thought tears came from the heart it got hot there was some kind of vapor it came out your eyeballs darwin had some thoughts in his view uh, emotional tears do not serve any purpose it was just the dirt in your eye tears that did something and then you had people especially from the clinical uh, field who considered crying as a kind of uh, a catharsis this is that idea that you need a good cry sometimes Still another view, crying is important for the cleansing of the blood. It's said that there is a substantial amount of uh, stress hormones and toxic substances. And you've got to flush them out. I'm hearing a record scratch noise from some of you. What do tears have to do with blood besides like movies and mythology? The tears, they originate from the blood. Tear glands are not the kind of bladders. There is not a tiny little reservoir up there. It's made immediately from the blood. Same goes for saliva, actually. We are strange and we are fascinating. Now, his work. Why do we cry when the other guys with eyes, they just do the lubricating thing? Yeah, that's what we call reflex tears. Tears are meant to cleanse the eyes and to protect the eyes. And there's also uh, some other uh, differences. Other mammals limit their crying. So it's just vocal crying, eh? so without the shedding of tears. They mainly limit it to their infancy. We are different in a couple of ways. Yeah, we think that we keep crying because also in comparison to other animals, we have a prolonged childhood. Yeah, if you think about it, giraffes kind of just get up and walk, and whales, they get to swim, and we kind of just sit there and scream. And then we crawl, but we're very slow. It's better to have a, a visual signal which you can target that person from whom you expect that he or she will uh, provide you with uh, support. It's, it's a very strong and powerful signal to others that we are in need of them. So that's when we're kids. 
But what about adult crying? We're bigger now, but is it still linked back to that same feeling of being overwhelmed? That's indeed the main reason why we cry. Powerlessness, helplessness. And then in addition, there are grief, a heartache, and homesickness. Are you following along, podcast friends? Let's recap. Crying gets us what we want and need as babies. We have a long childhood, so that kind of gets drilled in. You mature physically, emotionally, some more than others. But even as adults, you're never going to escape the occasional moment of helplessness, and you kind of snap back. We don't know how to respond in a situation. Of course, this has a whole bunch of different layers, but there's also something else that happens with age. You see that for uh, physical pain, it's extremely important for uh, infants and children, but for adults and the elderly, we hardly cry over uh, physical pain. Scenario. You trip, you spill the food, you knock the wine over, you probably broke your toe. It hurts. You're crying. But are you crying because of your toe and the pain from that toe? Or is it because you're thinking, what else could possibly go wrong in this very moment? It's weird, huh? Let's go back to the idea of catharsis. You feel better when you're done. You're like, oh, I had to get that out. Yeah, well, we have done a, a rather large study. You already need to be in a good mental shape. People who are uh, depressed or have a burnout, they tend to cry more often. But they won't tell you that it makes them feel better, which also is sad. So those who needed it mostly, they have no benefits from their crying. There's also controllable versus uncontrollable. If you force the situation, then you may feel better afterwards. And the third one? That is simply how others, bystanders, react to your tears. If they react with understanding and they hug you and they uh, provide advice and comfort, then you feel better. But if you're embarrassed, then you're going to be sad and embarrassed and that's not a fun mix. Happy tears. If you're wondering about those, I was too. Couple different competing theories, as expected. One of them out there is there's always something negative to link back to. And the second view is that in positive situation, we can feel a kind of being overwhelmed by the beauty of music or the beauty of natural scenery. You feel small and helpless in some sense. I like that one much better. <laughs> <laughs> what we also see more or less parallel is that when we grow older, then we seem to start to cry over positive situations, especially also the things like uh, altruistic acts. And so has so someone do something good for another, self-sacrifice, sentimental issues. <laughs> and there we have our movie and TV show crying. It's the empathy for the situation, for the character. Maybe you went through this or something like it before. It either went great for you or it didn't. But either way, when you see it pan out for them, tears. Here's one. The idea that crying makes you weak that it's a sign of weakness especially seem to hold for men huh? uh, but throughout ages if you look into the literature you see that heroes not only had uh, a heroic acts but they also cried a lot but they had a, a valid reason to cry if one of their fellow warriors died or when they missed their homes and their wife and, and their family they didn't have any negative impact on their uh, image. And since we went into the subject of men, let's do women. Do women cry more? He says yes, five to ten times more. But why? 
broad brush averaging here. What's often overlooked is that uh, is simply the amount of exposure to emotional situations. Some of the dudes, they don't go to tearjerker movies. Maybe there are also differences in jobs. Uh, so there are still many more uh, women working in healthcare, in which it's more likely that you come across uh, emotional situations than in, let's say, uh, the building sector or IT. And then there is biology. Male sex hormone testosterone, which has an inhibiting effect on our crying. Uh, so the threshold in men is higher. The first stop for men is often swearing. We'll try that one first and then move on to the tears. All right, three straight ahead, sir. I have boys received. Quick, we're at the movies. Happy one or sad one? There is no wrong answer. If we cry, we cry. It's very human. That's what we've learned. In fact, it probably makes us pretty special. Thanks for coming along today. Send me more topics. Why is movie theater popcorn so good? Maybe we'll do that one. I've got questions at odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Listen to us on the radio or the app. If you want some news, I'm on in the afternoons in Los Angeles. K-N-X. We'll talk next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.